When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Single Tracks podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like you get special life insurance rates. Go to healthiq.com slash single tracks to support the show and learn more. Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks podcast. My name is Jeff and today Aaron and Greg and I are going to be looking back over the last 150 podcast episodes that we recorded. That's right. This is our 150th podcast episode, and we also just crossed another milestone with more than a million podcast downloads during the last couple years. So we're really stoked about that, and as a part of that, we're actually doing a promotion uh, with some of our partners to do some giveaways and lots of other cool stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, we've got a super secret URL for you, and we'll remind you of it again at the end of the episode, but... Be sure to go to it and enter your name to win a prize from one of our sponsors. So the URL is singletracks.com slash podcast 150. And again, we're going to have prizes from sponsors like SR Sun Tour, WTB, Adventuron, and others as well. So definitely check that out. Just to clarify, that's singletracks.com slash podcast 150. That's right. Secret code. Don't tell anybody else. Only for podcast listeners. Tell them to listen to the podcast. If they want the URL, they have to listen. And then they can hear it. Okay. All right, guys, I'm going to ask you first, what was your favorite topic that we've covered so far? So this is pretty general, but I really have enjoyed our industry and trend analyzer podcast. A good example is talking about trends like long travel 29ers, plus tires, and more. I thought, I really enjoyed these because they allowed us to explain what's going on in the industry, but then give our own opinions and perspectives, which I think made for a fun discussion. Specifically, I really enjoyed the Golden Age of Mountain Biking podcast because we're able to draw on like a lot of different diverse things taking place in the industry right now. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to me. Yeah, that was a while ago. I don't even remember when we recorded that one, like a year, two years ago. I don't remember. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely, I remember that one uh, as being a good one. Definitely. For me, I really like the episodes where we take a topic and do some research ahead of time and, you know, hopefully help people understand a topic a little bit better. I know for me personally, I always learn a ton just doing the research. So I I really enjoy those. Some that come to mind that are like that uh, was our concussions episode. I think that was you and I, Greg, uh, we did that one and yeah, I enjoyed learning more about concussions and how they're related to mountain biking specifically. Uh, we also did one about hydration and sort of got into how hydration works and like what electrolytes are good and you know, what the different minerals and things do for your body. That one was pretty cool. And then breaks too, looking at sort of like the history. We did a podcast episode dedicated just to mountain bike brakes. And we looked at the history of brakes, all the different types of brakes that have been on mountain bikes over the years. Um, And again, yeah, I just really enjoyed learning about that. And I guess my final one was a really recent one where we talked about bike 
recommendations. That one was just a lot of fun to record. We didn't, some of us did a lot of research. I didn't do a lot of research, to be honest, on that one. But I had a lot of fun doing the discussion and hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I like the explainer type episodes that we've done. They're really fun to do. It's fun to learn about a topic in depth. Probably my favorite of the explainer type was the one we did on waterproof gear. I learned a lot about how waterproof gear came to be. Like They used to make it out of whale intestines or something because it's a breathable membrane and just how, how far it's come and you know t- technologies like Gore-Tex today. I'd like to do more of those, but the difficulty with mountain biking is you have to find a topic that's not too complex to explain. So, for example, if we try to explain how derailers work, that's going to be kind of hard to do just through audio without having some visual references. Yeah. Some of my other favorite episodes, just in general, are the one we did on how to lead a group ride. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, I think all of us got some good reminders or maybe learned a few things there. Why $10,000 mountain bikes exist is also one of our most popular episodes overall. And the Kohuta Cat audio diary that I did for the Kohuta Cat bikepacking trip back in November. Yeah, that one was really cool, really different too. I was going to mention that when we talk about our next question, which is, what is your favorite interview that we've done so far? We haven't done a lot of interviews, but we've done some pretty memorable ones. So I'm interested to hear which ones you guys liked. Personally, I really enjoyed conducting interviews with leaders in the world of mountain bike advocacy um, because I'm pretty passionate about the topic, I guess. But we've gotten to talk to people across the board, which I think is really cool. I did a pretty lengthy episode with Dave Weens, Executive Director of IMBA, uh, earlier this year. We talked with the Sustainable Trails Coalition. That was a long two-parter that we had to break up. We did that back in 2016. But we've also had Andrew Kransky, uh, president of my local mountain bike club, Slide of Mountain Trails, on the podcast. So we've been able to cover mountain bike advocacy in almost all of its various forms and like capacities in, in some sense. And I think that's pretty important because one big issue in mountain bike advocacy is the disconnect between the people like heading some of these groups and like communicating with the riders and like how do you fully like advocate for those people if you're not 100% sure what they think or how do you gauge what they're thinking. So I would like to think that these interviews help communicate better between those people. So hopefully that came through over the podcast. Yeah, I'm like you. There are a lot of really passionate people that are out there that are doing great things. And yeah, I love having them come in and you know talk to us about it and really put like a personal story behind uh, some of the things that are going on. So, you know, one of my choices was Kenny from uh, NICA, the National Interscholastic Cycling Association. Uh, And he's also with the Georgia League here uh, in Atlanta. But yeah, Kenny's just super passionate, really knowledgeable. um, And it was just awesome. Again, this was one of those episodes where I learned a ton. I, I knew a little bit about NICA, but it just all sort of clicked to me after we talked to Kenny about like how important Nike is and what they're doing and how it's it's really unique. It's something that hadn't been done before and it, you know, it's going to have a lot of benefits for our sport as the years go by. Also, I really liked having uh, Chris Tavell from Loose Nuts. He's one of our friends uh, who runs a local bike shop here in Atlanta. And just again, hearing his 
side of what it's like to run a local bike shop. You know, we talk about that. We talk about the industry and a lot of it's kind of abstract, but having Chris here and talking to us and telling us what it's like for him, you know, sort of the day-to-day struggles and challenges that he has. Um, I thought that was really good. And he was a really good speaker too. He's one of those guys that were like, this guy's got like a radio voice. He's pretty awesome. Ah, you took my comment. That's what I was going to say about him. That's all right. He does though. He's got, he came in, he had great answers and really thoughtful responses. And he just had, yeah, like you said, he had a great voice for radio. So if he's ever looking for a career outside of running a bike shop, yeah, maybe you should look into that. Yeah. Well, we should have him back. Definitely. The industry's changed. And then, yeah, I wanted to mention Aaron's interview of himself during the Cahuta Cat bikepacking race. Again, that was, it was pretty unique because, yeah, it was Aaron kind of talking about his experience while it was happening, you know, recorded in the field. And yeah, I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed it because I hear these stories, you know, Aaron comes back after a long weekend and, you know, he tells me what's going on. But this was like real time, the highs and the lows and what it was like out there, you know, it was really, it just was really immersive. So I thought that was cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, I had a good time doing it. Um, And it kind of, like you said, there were definitely some highs and some lows on that trip, but the recordings kind of helped me, helped me mentally. It was kind of a nice break when I, I got a chance to talk and, you know, maybe pull off to the side of the road and catch my breath for a minute and have a snack and just, uh, record a little segment. And, I would, uh, I'd like to say I was super proud of myself for not swearing on it because, um, we got some <laughs> feedback from some of our listeners yes. and they don't, uh, they don't like my sometimes foul language. Potty words. So, that's what we call them in yeah. our house. <laughs> well, I've cleaned it up for the podcast. So all you people that complained about that, that was for you guys. I don't know if I could have done that mid race. I'd be like just breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no cares. Yeah. No. No F's given, but we won't say that. Yeah, but if you guys know me in my real life, I'd curse like a sailor who's drunk and just stubbed his toe. Um, yeah, back to the question at hand. The Definitely the interview with Chris was, was one of my favorites, but uh, I also like talking to our buddies Donald and Kinzer about their uh, experience riding the Trans-North Georgia route, which is another bikepacking route, and as uh, the name might give you a little bit of a hint. It goes across North Georgia from South Carolina to Alabama. It's a really hard route, 300 and something miles and I think over 50,000 feet of climbing yeah. through some of the most remote regions in Georgia. And it is no joke. I think anyone who's ever attempted even little parts of it will will tell you how hard it is. So yeah, just just hearing their, um, you know, their stories about riding together because they're just very different people. Donald's a really dry, kind of deadpan guy. He's really funny, but he's like really sarcastic and just just really really dry wit. While Kinzer's way more excitable and just kind of goofy. And I think you really get to see both of their personalities come through in the interview. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun, especially their story about um, the end of the ride. You know, getting a ride back in in the back of some guy's pickup truck who was drinking yeah. beer while he's driving i think and throwing the cans out the window yeah and I, that made it into the episode right that was yeah i believe so yeah i feel like though a lot of our interviews will have somebody come in especially the ones we do here in person we'll have somebody come in and we'll kind of chit chat before and you know we'll have a great time like having a conversation and then as soon as we hit record it's like 
different. People kind of are, I don't know, a little more guarded during the conversation. And I'm always like, oh man, I wish we had hit record earlier because we had some really good conversations. So we'll definitely try to do a better job getting people primed and yeah, maybe give them a couple shots or something. Yeah, shots of whiskey, perhaps. Slam a beer yeah. before we get going. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our listeners' favorite episodes. We have a little bit of data on that, uh, seeing which episodes have received the most downloads. And at the top of the list are the episodes where we talked about mountain bike suspension and drivetrains. Those are both pretty broad topics, but we kind of tried to explain the basics of those. What do you guys think it was about those episodes that drew a lot of interest? Well, hopefully it's uh, just knowledge, right? People want to know about those things. Maybe they're curious to hear a lot of terms being thrown around and stuff that we use in our day-to-day lives. And we just kind of take it for granted that everyone might know what we mean. But yeah, it's so I think it answers a question that people have and maybe they're don't know the right venue to ask it or maybe a little embarrassed to ask it. Not that any any of us are suspension experts, but I think we did a, a decent job giving just the overview of uh, different suspension platforms and designs and kind of what uh, category you would use each suspension travel for, stuff like that. Yeah, I'd like to think those two especially are because they're a bit more complicated. Like suspension looks basic when you just like look at a bicycle, but there's a lot going on on the inside. So I'd like to think, you know, we were able to parse that out a little bit and hopefully give a little clarity. Yeah. With the suspension one too, that was one of our earliest episodes and I I was looking back at it and I think we definitely will want to do another round of that in the future and talk more about, you know, just the settings and different things you can do on your suspension fork. So uh, stay tuned for that. Some of the other popular episodes are along the same lines where people are interested in learning about various parts of mountain biking. So we did an episode about descending, how to get faster on your descents, uh, which is sort of a skills-based podcast episode. And then we did another one about climbing uh, that was like the fourth most popular. So people are interested in getting fast going up and down clearly. Um, And finally, one of the more popular episodes was where we talked about common mountain bike mistakes. And again, seems like people are really interested in avoiding those mistakes and learning. And so that's really cool because that's what we're all about. Okay. After the break, We're going to talk about some of our own personal favorite podcasts, if you're looking for a recommendation out there. And we're also going to talk about the future for the Single Tracks podcast and what we've got in store for 2018. Stay tuned. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for mountain bikers. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Hey, Jeff, how's your son Reed liking his little big bike? Taking him out on any single track yet? He's loving it. At four years old, it's really awesome to see how he naturally just wants to like session new stuff over and over again until he figures it out. We're not out on the trails much yet, but it's only a matter of time. I bet they grow up so fast. So it sounds like fun. It is, but having a kid is also a big responsibility. When we had our first child, Leah and I started looking into life insurance for the first time, and it was a little overwhelming. Fortunately, Health IQ makes the process fairly easy, and their fitness quizzes are kind of fun. 
Sort of like calling up one of your writing buddies for a hookup. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash singletracks and be sure to mention the promo code singletracks when you talk to one of their helpful agents. We're back. Now I want to ask you guys, what are your favorite podcasts that you listen to outside of the Singletracks podcast? I guess this is confession time. I really just started listening to podcasts since we started recording the Single Tracks podcast a couple of years ago. But I found myself uh, getting into it more and appreciating the format more now that you know we do this every week. I've personally found I don't have enough time to keep up with more than like one or two podcasts um, because it can be a bit time consuming. I don't commute, but my number one favorite right now is the Tim Ferriss Show. And I've become a fan of Tim's various works across like all kinds of platforms, books, podcasts, videos, you name it. He's probably done it. And if I had to assign Tim's work a mission statement, it would be something along the lines of equipping people with the tools, tactics, and inspiration they need to be the best they can be at whatever it is they choose to do in life. And I think I really appreciate why he does things and and then how he go about it because he interviews just people from the craziest backgrounds and all different manner of experts across all different types of fields. So like I might listen to this podcast and it'd be an interview with somebody in a field like I would never have conceived of like being interesting, but then you take something really cool away from that interview, whether it's tactic or just a better perspective. So, I mean, he's interviewed people from like professional poker players to authors, which is sort of standard, but then professional athletes and, uh, and stuff that's, um, a lot more R rated as well. So it's a uh, pretty interesting stuff for sure. Yeah. I'm like you. I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts before we started. And I think it's the same reason as you. I don't, I don't drive a long way to work. I ride my bike to work every day and listen to podcasts is not advisable, though it is possible. And so, yeah, really my podcast listening is just like long car trips and things like that. But the ones that I enjoy are How I Built This, which is, I guess it's an NPR podcast. I don't know if they produce it or Guy Raz is the host, but I enjoy building things, making things. And so I really like hearing the stories about how other people build stuff. There was a recent episode where they interviewed Howard Schultz, the founder and CEO of Starbucks. And that was pretty cool to hear about how he took one small coffee chain and turned it into one of the largest restaurant chains in the world, which is pretty impressive. And then I also like The Pitch, which is kind of similar, but it's people who have business ideas and things that startups that they're trying to get funding for and they go in and pitch it sort of like Shark Tank if you've seen that on TV but this is the podcast version of it and I always find it pretty interesting. What about you Aaron? You're you're a big podcast listener. You definitely know more about this than we do. Yeah, I've listened to podcasts for a really long time. Some of my favorite general interest podcasts are This American Life and Stuff You Should Know. This American Life is always always have really interesting, in-depth stories. Sometimes they're really serious, sometimes they're really funny, and sometimes they're really sad too. But the topics just, it's kind of like Greg said on the Tim Ferriss show, you you hear, you see the topic title and you're like, oh, that doesn't sound particularly interesting. But then you listen to it and I, I find myself getting something out of every episode. Uh, that's a show, a radio show. That's how it began uh, on NPR, but they were one of the early podcasts, I guess, as well. So that's still a favorite of mine. And then the uh, Stuff You Should Know podcast, they just they tackle 
basically any topic you can think of. The hosts are really personable and they're funny and it kind of feels like they're actually good friends in real life. So they have, just have a really great rapport with one another. So it's, it's apart from learning about something cool or weird, they're just, they have a good banter as well. If you want to hear some of the most engaging stories ever, I would say check out the Serial Podcast, which is actually a spinoff from This American Life. And one of the ones they did this year is called S-Town. And I don't even know how to sum it up, but it's a fascinating story. It's told over seven parts. And I really, I, it was so good, I couldn't listen to it fast enough. And as uh, people who, who know me well, a bit of a news junkie, particularly politics, I follow pretty closely. So I listen to a bunch of different podcasts in that arena. And I think a lot of it just stems up from the fact that I, I, I grew up listening to the radio all the time. You know, my grand, grandparents and my parents always had the radio on at home in the car. So I basically am listening to something when I'm driving or if I'm cooking or if I'm working in my shop. And I probably listen to podcasts more than I listen to music. I listen to music while I'm working because I find it much easier to focus, obviously, than you know, it's kind of hard to write something when you have someone telling a story in your ear. So I listen to music at work, but otherwise I'm learning something, typically. Feeding your brain, that's, that's good stuff. That's right. My brain stays hungry. <laughs> okay, so like we said, we've been doing this podcast for a little over two years now and 150 episodes. What have you guys learned about podcasting since we've started well, I've, I've always been pretty comfortable with public speaking and giving presentations, but I never liked hearing a recording of my own voice. I think there's probably a lot of people that feel the same way. You have an idea of how you think you sound in your head, and then when you hear yourself on a recording, I don't know, there's just something about it. You're like, ugh, that's how I sound? I don't like it. Uh, so when we first started recording, I basically forced myself to listen to the episodes just to check the audio quality, check the editing, you know, kind of try to see where we could improve things. And over time, I just got used to hearing my own voice. And now I don't mind hearing it at all. So I'd say it's it's made me more confident in certain ways. And then kind of along those lines, uh, sound, recording, editing, all that's always been interesting to me. I actually looked at going to school for it for a little while. So it's also just doing the podcast has been a cool learning experience on that front. You're trying to figure out ways to improve the podcast without spending a ton of money or getting into a actual studio and you know or without creating a bunch of extra work. So it's been it's been a really cool learning experience. When I was in high school, I was pretty conflicted about what I wanted to do as a career. And one of the things I considered was radio. And I actually spent six months or to a year like shadowing somebody at a radio um, station in town. We had I grew up in a tiny town, town of 2,500, 2,700 people. But we had a radio station, which in retrospect was kind of wild. But I shadowed this dude, and I think what I thought radio was was essentially talk radio. And then I realized that there's like three people that do talk radio, and like everybody syndicates those episodes like all over the nation. Uh, but what's amazing is like I was like, all right, this isn't really viable, and these people, you know, it's 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 a rough it's a rough deal. But now podcasting has essentially made talk radio cool again and has created something where you can make money at it and you get it. But I think most importantly, you can get it to the people who are actually interested in what you're talking about. So I just find it fascinating that I've sort of come full circle in like a decade and it's like, wow, we're 
doing what I thought maybe I would want to do. So that's pretty fun. Uh, so for me personally, uh, as a writer, public speaking can sometimes be difficult. Like I've done plenty of it in the past for various things, but things like flowing well, avoiding verbal pauses, not putting in verbal pauses, just being able to be quiet. Those things are tough for me. I feel like I'd like to think I've gotten better at it. Maybe I'm just being egotistical. I don't know. But <laughs> I just recently watched a video interview of myself that Scott Cotter filmed and conducted. And I don't know if I've actually ever been in a video interview before. So I watched it. And I was like, wow, I've, I've definitely made progress. I've got a long ways to go, but I've made some progress. So I think by the time this episode drops, uh, the interview should be up on singletracks.com. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, I'm like you, Greg. It's it's so hard, especially when you go back and listen to yourself. You're like, I say um so many times. And you <laughs> listeners are probably saying, he, you do, Jeff. You say um a lot. We do try to edit some of that stuff out, but we're also just trying to get better at it. So hopefully the editor doesn't have to do as much work. So one of the reasons I really wanted to start the podcast and to explore this is because I wanted a way for us to connect to our audience, the single tracks audience in a more personal way. You know, we write articles, we write a lot of articles, multiple articles every day, thousands and thousands. I think the last count, there's 7,000, 8,000 articles on single tracks. So there, there are a lot of words out there, but I think for readers, there is a tendency to just read the words on the page and not necessarily connect that to a real person. I know I'm guilty of this too. You know, I, I am like Aaron, I'm a bit of a news junkie. I read a lot on Flipboard, various news outlets, but I can't tell you the names of any of the writers, you know, at Wired or at Business Insider or whatever the random websites I'm on that I'm reading, I don't know who the writers are. And maybe that's just me and I'm being lazy and not reading the bylines and trying to, you know, connect the tone in each piece to the writer. But anyway, all that's to say that I think the podcast, my idea was that it would allow our readers to see us as people or to at least hear us as people and sort of get a sense of our personalities. And hopefully that will enhance what is on the website as well. If you're reading our articles, maybe you'll feel like you have a bit more of a personal connection. And it's allowed us to get a personal connection with our audience too. We get a ton of feedback about the podcast specifically and, you know, not to brag, but it's almost universally positive. People, you know, whereas we might write an article and we get a ton of nasty comments and people that really disagree with us and think that we're dumb and, you know, say all kinds of awful things. We don't hear that feedback about the podcast. Some people do complain about the language. We get that every But they generally like it otherwise. Yeah, they like it otherwise. <laughs> uh, and they just, and it's helpful feedback, right? Like telling us yes. that they listen to it in the car with their kids and so that's why they, you know, want us to tone down the language. You know, that's great. That's good feedback. And you know, we also hear a lot of people what we hear is that they want us to um they don't want us to podcast. They're like, I just read articles. I don't, I don't want to hear a podcast. And again, that's, that's great. You know, I see the podcast and it, I see it working well because it offers people a different avenue. Not everybody has time to sit down and read an article, but they do have a 30 minute commute to work every day. And so the podcast is a great way for them to keep up with mountain bike news 
So really, I've learned that there are lots of different people out there that have different ways of consuming media and the podcast is a great way. And it's a great way to connect with our audience. And then like you said, Aaron, learned a ton of recording and editing stuff, but Aaron is our real expert. We just got a big, you know, mixing board in and he's figured it all out and is like already, yeah, tweaking it. And yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with that. Well, thanks to YouTube for that. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot involved. Like it yeah. seems like there's not, you know, you would think everybody's got a microphone on their computer so anybody can just do a podcast. But, and that's kind of how we started. We started that way, but have quickly tried to learn. And every few months, you know, we switch up our recording setup to make it even better and more flexible. So definitely learned a lot in that regard. Yeah, it's it's a really cool medium. I like it. I think it's funny when people, we do get those comments that are like, you shouldn't do a podcast, which is weird because just don't listen to it. <laughs> Stop right? doing it. Yeah. And some people, I don't really, I don't think they fully understand what a podcast is either because we get comments that are like, I don't want to watch a video. Well, <laughs> cool. This isn't a, a podcast, isn't a video. Now get off my that lawn. That was totally cracking me up. I'm like, oh, I was just so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it just goes to show you that um, you got to ignore the comments most of the time because obviously they just commented without even clicking on it. Because if they had clicked on whatever it was, they would have quickly realized that a podcast is not a video. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Jeff, that uh, it allows our personalities to kind of shine through more. And when we do get feedback or comments and it's critical, it's it's tends to be more level-headed than just the insults that you can get for just having an opinion that we see on maybe some other platforms, unfortunately. Yeah. And to be clear, too, what we always tell the people who say, what happens is we'll have an episode like the recent one about bike recommendations where it was a podcast and the topic sounded really interesting, but there were a lot of people who said, uh, I don't listen to podcasts or I don't have time to listen to your whole podcast. And what we try to do is offer that content in multiple ways. You know, we have plenty of articles about which bikes are the most popular according to single tracks readers and you know, what are the new bikes at Interbike? You know, I mean, there's plenty of other ways to get that content and the podcast. In a lot of ways, we're sort of repackaging it and making it make sense for podcasting. Whereas there's other stuff that just makes better sense as an article. So, and you can pick however you want to consume that content. Right. Like I said, it's all, you know, we're talking about earlier with the explainer articles, you, you do have to kind of tailor the content to the medium. I mean, we can't, do bike checks over a podcast that would be really really boring so hopefully <laughs> the content is it's complementary to what we have on on the site you know it's not always exactly the same thing but it's like jeff said maybe a slight repackaging so same but different okay so as our 150th episode winds down and we're looking forward to 2018 what are your hopes for the single tracks podcast going forward greg what are you thinking? Personally, I'd really like to see more interviews with leaders in the mountain bike industry and in different various parts of the mountain bike industry, like maybe CEOs, but maybe like engineers and designers and people that might be a bit behind the scenes, but maybe they have really interesting stories to tell. 
But you know, it, it could be difficult to do. I think that's one thing we've run into now. I've seen this on other mountain bike podcasts um, and some podcasts I listen to and even our own that conducting remote interviews is really difficult. You know, achieving top-notch sound quality I think is extremely important. Like I click away from podcasts that have really bad sound quality all the time. But then you also need to find somebody who's really interesting and does something interesting, but is well spoken and engaging to listen to at the same time. So I hope we can identify those people and get them on the podcast because that would be super fun to do. Yeah, I'm with you, Greg. I, I'd love to do more interviews. And I guess, you know, like you said, too, they, they it's a little bit more challenging to get that done, but there's definitely a, a big reward to that. I think we can learn a lot and we can also get some really interesting stories as well. Personally, I want to make sure that we keep the format fresh and engaging, you know, that it's not, we're not rehashing the same topics over and over, that even the format, I think, you know, should be changed up over time and kept fresh. You know, right now, there are a lot of podcasts out there that are like in a serial format. So where you listen to, you know, they're like multi-part episodes of, of podcasts. And I think, I think that could be cool if there was something that made sense for mountain biking. But yeah, just just keeping things fresh. Yeah, I think the the multi-part podcast would be a cool idea. It worked for that serial podcast I was recommending earlier. They're one of the most popular podcasts ever on iTunes. Yeah, like you guys, I'd like to have even more guests. There's just so many cool people that work in mountain biking and some of them have really cool stories or backgrounds or working on really cool projects. So it'd be it'd be great to get more more folks in like that, and it takes a little bit of pressure off of us for coming up with really good topics week after week because it does get it does get tough. You know, if there's you know you feel like there's it's a slow news week and uh, you don't really know what to talk about, but you gotta gotta come up with something, right? Or if Aaron hasn't had his coffee, then we're in big trouble. That's true. Gotta have my coffee. I I would like to bring back our what's grinding our gears and stoking our spokes segment though. We haven't done that in a while. And uh possibly maybe throw in the occasional like news recap segment within the show might be a good idea just for for people who are just mainly listeners of the podcast and aren't checking the site every day, maybe just a quick recap of the top headlines and mountain biking news. Yeah, like the old movies theater thing where they would like put the news in, you know, before the movie started. Yeah, uh, be, exactly. that, that could work. I like that. We also love getting feedback from our listeners via email or social media. So if you're listening and you've got ideas for topics or, you know, things you'd like to see us do with the format, you know, are the podcasts too long? Are they too short? You know, we definitely like hearing that stuff and we like trying to figure out what to do with it. So Again, thanks to everyone who's listened to the Single Tracks podcast so far. We're really still really enjoying doing this, and uh, we see the audience continue to grow week after week, which is really encouraging. So, yeah, again, thank you. And remember to enter the contest for the 150th Single Tracks podcast episode. To do that, you just need to go to singletracks.com slash podcast 150. That's singletracks.com slash podcast 150. And you can enter in the contest to win prizes from our sponsors like SR Suntour, WTB, Adventuron, and others. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. Do it right now. And then after you do that, 
rate the single tracks podcast if you haven't done it give us a big 150th episode shout out we'd really like to hear from you and get your rating on us so other people can find us as well if you'd like to find any of the episodes that we mentioned in our recap here some of our favorites unfortunately there isn't a good way to do that in itunes maybe there is in google play i'll have to look into that but you can always go on singletracks.com and search for a topic and all the podcast episodes are available there. You can play them right in your browser or send them to your device. That's all we've got this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace. Peace.